I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, much-needed hope for millions, the race to get Sydney vaccinated and out of lockdown. Under pressure, calls for Victoria to match the New South Wales roadmap to freedom. High alert, another infectious truck driver threatens Queensland's run of zero COVID cases. And back in action, Prince William resumes his royal engagements after a sunny summer break. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Millions of people in New South Wales have been told what life will look like when lockdown is finally lifted. Freedom Day will be on the Monday after the state reaches a level of 70% fully vaccinated. Pubs, clubs, retail, weddings and gyms will be back in business, while home gatherings can resume with a maximum of five, but only if all adults are immunised. You have been warned. If you're not vaccinated, come forward and get the vaccine. Otherwise, you won't be able to participate. While many regional areas with no or low cases are leaving lockdown early tomorrow. New figures have confirmed which Sydney workers are finding it increasingly hard to get a job, including those in hospitality and retail. But when those industries do fire up again, workers won't be the only ones to benefit, with vaccinated customers enjoying a more normal lifestyle. At the Bella Vista Hotel, they're dusting off the bar and getting ready to reopen. And after months of lockdown, Freedom has never tasted so good. Very exciting for us. Morbid walking through a venue of the size and, and a layout like this and seeing it abandoned and empty. There's no question restrictions have taken their toll on business. New data shows job ads in New South Wales were down almost 11% last month. The hardest hit industries, hospitality and tourism, trades and services and retail. This is so important for the economy of New South Wales. We think this is the right group of industries to start with. They're essentially the lifestyle industries. For tourism operators like Sydney Zoo, the plan to reopen has them flying high. For months, keepers and animals have been crawling up the walls. Soon, they and other venues like stadiums and theatres will be allowed one guest per four square metres, up to 5,000 people. I think a lot of families are really struggling being indoors, um, especially homeschooling. It's been pretty tough. Um, the animals, especially the social ones, are really missing the people that were coming through. While there's no set date, it's expected freedoms will begin to return within six weeks, early enough for retailers to capture the Christmas trade, which for many is the last hope of staying afloat. 
Small business has been absolutely decimated by these lockdowns and what we're pleased to know, at least they've got some hope of surviving. And more time to work off those Christmas kilos. We're all starting from ground zero on this one, ready to build ourselves back up slowly. We are in it together, that's for sure. I think it's on everybody to get vaccinated as soon as they can. Uh, These freedoms will only be available to people that are vaccinated. Hitting that 70% vaccination rate doesn't just mean getting back more individual freedoms like going to the pub but it also means across all industries there'll be more jobs and more people back at work upwards of three four hundred staff on our books so um, it's really you know exciting to be able to get all those people back into gainful employment andrew denny seven news Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is facing mounting pressure to reveal how Melbourne will come out of COVID lockdown. There are calls for the state to match Sydney's reopening plan once key vaccination targets are met. New South Wales roadmap really is a matter for them. What I can say from our point of view is that there is a power of work going on at the moment. Regional Victorians have a little more freedom this morning. Stay-at-home rules and travel limits have been lifted for most areas, but strict caps have made it unviable for many cafes, restaurants and bars to reopen. Queensland is on COVID alert this morning after a truck driver from New South Wales tested positive. The driver spent two days infectious in the community last Sunday and Monday, visiting Westfield Garden City at Upper Mount Gravatt. There are fears this latest case could delay another border bubble just when it started to look likely. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says the Health Department needs to do better as officials face a backlog of urgent applications for exemptions. Heartbreaking stories are emerging of families torn apart due to border closures. Last night, health officials backflipped and granted an exemption to the family of a sick baby, allowing them to quarantine together in Brisbane. Rocker and his parents are currently in Sydney after seeking specialised treatment flown in from America. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has backed the plan to reopen New South Wales and has urged other leaders to follow. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken. Good morning, Taylor. Opening up the country hinges on those vaccination rates. Very much so, Jody. Good morning. Specifically, 70 and 80% double-dose vaccination. That's required to ease restrictions, especially in lockdown states. The country's vaccine rollout continues to gain momentum, however, with over 40% of the eligible population now fully vaccinated. The Prime Minister confident every Australian who wants a vaccine will be able to access one before the end of October in line with original targets. But Scott Morrison has also warned state and territory leaders, including those not currently experiencing outbreaks, that they must get ready to ensure their hospital systems can cope with rising case numbers. Prime Minister Scott Morrison backing the roadmap of lockdown as presented by New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, describing it as safe and careful. Good on you, Gladys. I look forward to similar steps being taken by other premiers around the country, which no doubt they will. One Premier, Scott Morrison, is yet to get over the line, however, is West Australian Premier Mark McGowan, who has publicly walked back from the national reopening plan. He's credited a $5.6 billion surplus in the state budget to WA's COVID zero policy, saying tough interstate borders has allowed their state's economy to boom. Jody. Okay, Taylor, thank you. Sports players could return to the field within minutes of a major head knock. A finger prick blood test may soon be able to tell whether a person has concussion within minutes of injury. The Australian development is hoping to clear the way for safer management of brain injuries. Melbourne's Alfred Hospital is undertaking early trials. 
The Porsche driver involved in the Eastern Freeway tragedy has found himself in hot water again. Police were called to Richard Pusey's home on Wednesday after neighbours complained about yelling and loud music. He was released from jail just two weeks ago. Individuals could now be sued for defamatory comments posted by others on their social media pages. A new High Court ruling means you're legally responsible for what your friends and followers say. Social media is used daily by more than 20 million Australians and until now, free speech has always flowed. It's a long time coming. I think that this is something that people have been waiting for for a while. Anyone who runs a Facebook, Twitter or Instagram account is now liable for defamatory comments on their post. Any member of the public who responds to your posts, whether you know about them, whether you approve of what they say or not, um, whether you intended them to respond to your post, none of that matters. Unless you're someone who particularly enjoys posting comments that are outrageous, defamatory, racist, sexist, etc., most of us don't have anything to worry about. The High Court ruling stems from a landmark case holding media companies to account for third-party comments on Facebook. The High Court has held that the mainstream media organisations are responsible for the comments posted uh, in response to stories on their Facebook profiles, but the logic of the ruling goes further. Facebook and other platforms all have some ability to limit comments, but they all have different rules and functions, prompting a warning for all social media users to be on high alert. Is that the first sign of trouble, unless you've got the appetite for being sued, remove the comment. Sarah Jones, 7 News. Australian researchers have made a discovery that could diagnose Alzheimer's disease up to 20 years before the onset of symptoms. The world first study is expected to lead to a simple blood test and preventative treatment for those at risk. At 74, Marek is keenly aware of the risk of Alzheimer's. You know the face of an actor, but you can't necessarily remember the name. He has no symptoms and at the moment confirming Alzheimer's requires expensive tests. The earlier they can detect any signs of the disease or progression of the disease, the better. Now scientists from Macquarie University say they've found a way to do just that, detecting what's happening in the brain in the blood. It's a major step and I, so I think it's a game changer. Something like a cholesterol test for heart disease, a blood test for Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's is linked to a toxic buildup of proteins in the brain, one type forming plaque around brain cells, another that clogs up and kills the cells, leading to problems with memory, language, recognition, doing everyday tasks. Researchers have found problem proteins seep into the blood, which the latest technology can now pick up, catching the earliest signs of Alzheimer's up to 20 years before symptoms show. The brain is still relatively spared. So for an intervention, for a drug trial intervention uh, or treatment, this is the time to, to, to act. As well as the effort to make it easier to find it earlier, a new trial is getting underway focusing on Alzheimer's prevention, looking at the impact of diet, exercise, heart health, brain training in trying to stop the disease before it starts. Paul Kadak, 7 News. Tributes are pouring in for Michael Constantine, the star of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. The actor passed away at his home in Pennsylvania at the age of 94, surrounded by family after being ill for several years. He won an Emmy in 1970 for his supporting role in the comedy series Room 222. But Constantine is best known for playing the Windex-toting father in the iconic movie. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is currently trading lower. The Nasdaq is down. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords closed down, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,798 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 68 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 73.72 US cents, 80, almost 81 Japanese yen and $1.03 New Zealand. As the world prepares to mark the 20th anniversary of the September 11 terror attacks, new DNA analysis of remains at Ground Zero has identified two more victims. The families say they can finally hold ceremonies and put their loved ones to rest. Over 1,600 victims of the attack have been identified, but 40% are still unknown. An international flight has taken off from Kabul airport for the first time since the US withdrew its forces from Afghanistan. 200 people, including American citizens, were cleared to fly out and are on their way to Doha. Meantime, Australia has officially withdrawn from the war-torn country after evacuating more than 3,500 people on 32 flights. North Korea paraded its full military might in a public celebration of the nation's 73rd anniversary. The unusual midnight display included hundreds of soldiers in hazmat suits. The parade was overseen by leader Kim Jong-un, who commentators noted looked visibly slimmer. One of Australia's best-known jingles has been given a makeover to help encourage more people to get vaccinated. VB's hard-earned thirst campaign now comes with an important message. Swapping a pot for a shot. You can't get a taking a vow or chasing a cow. VB with a new twist on a 53-year-old classic. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is big. A hard-earned thirst comes from being all over town, not from being in lockdown. The revamped campaign is calling on Aussies to get vaccinated to help everyone get back to working up a hard-earned thirst. So if you'd like to get back to leading a band or lending a hand, roll up your sleeves and get the jam. It's all stuff that we can't do at the moment, so... Um, it's a bit of inspiration to um, get us to all roll up our sleeves and get the jab. Matter of fact, I've got mine now. This commercial will only air in lockdown parts of Australia. Jacqueline Felgate, 7 News. Just days before his hearing in New York, Prince Andrew was still hiding out at Balmoral in an alleged attempt to avoid being served with sexual assault papers. The royal is due in court on Monday, but has reportedly turned away all attempts by US lawyers to serve him legal papers. Prince William is back to work after his annual summer break. The Royal paid his respects to emergency responders at a London fire station, some commentators wondering why he wasn't accompanied by the Duchess. Meanwhile, Charles and Camilla are meeting with locals in Scotland, Charles remarking on the quality of one business owner's eggs compared to the ones that he has. I tried that, but just no You know what? <laughs> well, you seem to be sitting on the wrong chicken. <laughs> the pair also unveiled a knitted art installation. Some of the squares were made by Tasmanians. 
In sport, AFL fans in Perth are being given special access to grand final tickets at frozen prices. 10,000 general public passes will be up for grabs next Thursday, a first for the competition. An entry-level seat sets you back $185. And given none of the finals teams are from WA, there's a good chance many club member tickets will be sold to anyone who wants one, provided you're in WA. Whether Storm star Cameron Munster plays in tonight's qualifying final will be up to him after completing most of yesterday's final training session despite recovering from a knee infection. If the 5'8th is a late withdrawal, Nico Hines is his likely replacement. Melbourne take on Manly in tonight's first qualifying final. Japan has withdrawn from hosting this year's FIFA Club World Cup after the Japanese government extended its COVID state of emergency. The tournament was set to begin in December in Tokyo, which recently staged the Olympic and the Paralympic Games. FIFA says an alternative host will be announced in due course. Adam Scott has made a fine start at the PGA Championship in Wentworth, the Aussie posting an opening round of 65 featuring eight birdies. Oh, I've got to be joking. That is the most unlikely birdie of the entire day. The former world number one is one shot off leader Kiridek Alfibanrat. Cricket Australia is threatening to cancel the opening test of the summer against Afghanistan over the Taliban's opposition to the women's game. The first ever test between the two nations is scheduled to begin in Hobart on November 27. But Cricket Australia says if the Taliban won't allow women to play cricket in their country, then they'll have no choice but to cancel the match. Spectacular drone footage has captured an annual cricket match on the banks of the Solent, a channel in the United Kingdom. The game between rival clubs takes place once a year when the sandbank emerges due to low tide. Dozens of spectators watched on, the game only lasting about half an hour before the water rises and engulfs the bank. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough is generating rain in southwestern WA. A front is causing gusty winds in the southeast and showers in Tasmania. Moist winds feeding a trough are bringing a few showers in the northeastern tropics. A high is keeping elsewhere dry and generally clear. Around the capitals now, Brisbane heading for 29 degrees today and sunny, Sydney 24 and partly cloudy, Canberra heading for 20, partly cloudy, Melbourne also partly cloudy, a top of 19, Hobart is cloudy heading for 14, Adelaide 27 and sunny today, Perth 19 with a shower or two and sunny and 34 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday, September the 10th.